0: You are the Christ. You know, and it it is incumbent upon us then that we make sure that we know the God who is our creator, is our sustainer, is our sovereign, is our ruler, is our guide, is our God. Amen? It would make sense that we know this one who has revealed himself to us. Yesterday, we began talking about the pursuit of the knowledge of God. By the way, somebody ought to write a book by that title, right? They have, obviously. I would encourage you to get it and have it in your library. It's one of those books that I read repeatedly from. But we talked about adoration and exaltation and praise and thanksgiving and worship. And we spent our time yesterday in Psalm 145 focused on who God is. And that is what we will call praise, thanking God for who He is, focusing on His attributes, on His character traits, on His nature. But I want us this morning to add an additional element to this pursuit of knowing God, and that is this idea Of blessing him for what he has done, what he is doing, and what he has promised to do. You see, there ought to be this aspect of thanksgiving that floods our minds and floods our lives and our communication with God. I invite your attention this morning to Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. You know what? Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. And that's our focus this morning. If you have your outlines there, you'll see it on the page just before the God night time. And again, my goal this morning is really to to sort of hit some highlights and to whet your appetite from this chapter and then invite you to spend a few moments during that God night time. Again, just worshiping and exalting and getting to know Him. Uh, If I were to give you a just very quick outline of this chapter, it would look something like this. There is the declaration in verses 1 to 5 the examination in verses 6 to 19, and the invitation in verses 20 to 22. It is a psalm of adoration, a psalm of appreciation, and a psalm of admonition. Notice with me, first of all, if you will, please, the declaration. Let's read these first five verses. You follow along as I read, please. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Just let that sink in for a second. Blessing him. All that is within me, bless him. Verse 2 Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And then he begins this list. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagle's. Notice a couple of things about this declaration. He asked the question, first of all, what does it mean to bless the Lord? And let me give you just a simple definition. It means to revere and it means to radiate. That word revere means to bend the knee, to a reverence, an adoration, an honor. And again, you find this repeatedly throughout the entirety of the Psalms. And I put the word radiate there. We are to reflect upon what He has done and to to shine forth His glory. Really, the word to glorify means to give others a right perspective of who God is. And our lives ought to be doing that. We say, whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. That means no matter what we're doing, we are to radiate the magnificence of our God in our lives. Jesus said it this way, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify whom? Your Father, which is in heaven. So this idea of blessing the Lord, you know, often we think about God blessing us. But this challenge is for us to bless him. For us to revere him. For us to reflect who he is, for us to bow before him, for us to let that shine through our lives. And then he asked the question, why? And that's answered in verse 2, and forget not all his benefits. Again, our focus this morning, not to neglect who he is, but to focus on what he has done. To spend time just thinking about the, the benefits that he has showered us with the declaration, bless the Lord. Does your life bless Him? When others see you, do they see Christ in you? That really ought to be our goal every day, to be emptied of self and filled with Him. Allowing Him to live through us. Allowing Him to love through us. Allowing Him to encourage others through us. We're we're, we're just a conduit, right? It's not about us. It's about Him. And so much of the problem is we get too caught up and focused on us. Instead of him, really our goal ought to be what are others understanding about my God by how I am responding to the circumstances of life? You know this, but can I just remind us the world doesn't need more of what they've already got, it's not working. We are to be radically different. we're not to try to say okay how much like them can we be they're already dissatisfied with that they need to see in us a difference I love the way Paul words it there in Philippians chapter two he says you're to be harmless and blameless the sons of God without reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation that word crooked is the same Greek word from which we get scoliosis twisted. It's, it, we, we live in a twisted culture. Their thinking is wrong. Their, their actions are wrong. Their attitudes are wrong. Why? Because they don't know God. And they need us to come along beside them and to shine in such a way that they see Him and, and that they are attracted to Him. Again, it's always God that does the saving. But what a privilege it is when he allows us to be part of what he's doing. (laughs) I I, I just am constantly amazed by that, but I'm thrilled at that privilege of introducing somebody to Christ. My wife and I had lunch last week with one of our county superintendents, supervisors, I'm sorry. The last time Tom Farrell preached for us, About two years ago, this lady got saved. I had invited her to come for our homecoming. It was our 169th homecoming two years ago, and she came, and she got saved. My wife and I have had an opportunity to try to disciple her, and we met with her for lunch uh, last week. And she was just talking about the challenges that she faces in the political arena. And I asked her, I said, Karen, how can I pray for you? And she said, that's a good question. She said, let's talk about that. And I said, do you ever feel like you need some wisdom in making these decisions? She said, oh, that'd be a good thing to pray about. <laughs> I said, do you ever think you, you, you need some courage to make the right decisions? She said, oh, yeah, that's a good thing to pray about, too. And, and just a whole list of things. But here was a lady who, again, she's a new believer She's, she's in this in the midst of this, in the weeds of this culture, and she really has a heart to want to do right. And sometimes what all she needs is just a little encouragement and say, you know, this is what God's Word says. But we, we must know what God's Word says in order to reflect what God's Word says. Let, let, let's move on this morning. What about the examination again? We don't have time to read all of this. Boy, I, I I could spend all day with you in this, but let me just highlight it this way. Let's break it down. We need to examine his character. Again, the, the highlight of who he is. And I, I just right, jotted it down this way He is holy, He is loving, He is merciful, He is kind, He is unchanging. He is righteous. He is sovereign. He's omnipotent. He's all-powerful. He's omniscient. All-knowing. Omnipresent. Everywhere present at the same time. (laughs) can Can I use a word that David uses so often? Selah. Chew on that a little bit. That's what that word means. It means meditate on it. Think about that. How how does he word it here? Look at verse 8. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. Can you say amen to that? I'm glad that God doesn't give us what we truly deserve. I was sitting in the hospital emergency room one night. It was a Sunday night after church with one of our ladies. Her brother was in the hospital. and Her husband was in the hospital, I'm sorry. And there was Larry King Live was on the television. And Larry was interviewing five different Pastors, faith leaders, he called them. And Larry made this statement. He said, "I just want what I deserve." One of these preachers was bold enough to say, "Oh, Larry, no, you don't. Because if you get what you deserve, you get hell." And he shared the gospel with him there on right in the middle of CNN on Larry King Live. I was saying, "Amen." But I'm glad God's merciful I'm glad he's slow to anger (laughs) just celebrated my birthday a couple of weeks ago and our grand some of our grandchildren were at the house and we started a thing many years ago on whoever's birthday it is we go around the table and you tell a funny story about them my children had more my grandchildren had more funny stories than I remember things that I did but but they certainly remember them And then we always go around and tell something we appreciate about the birthday person. One of our granddaughters, who's six, is very literal in her thinking. She said, I'm thankful that when Paul gets mad, he doesn't get really mad. Now, don't, don't misunderstand. God is angry at sin every day. But he's slow to pour out the judgment. How long did Noah preach and build before the judgment came? 120 years. Well, God was merciful. How long has he been merciful with our nation? I'm glad that he's long suffering. I'm glad that he's patient. I'm glad that he's compassionate. Look at verse 13. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. I mentioned immutable, unchangeable. He is righteous, he never does anything wrong. He never does anything with a wrong motive. He never does anything in a wrong way. We were talking coming down about the character of the Word of God. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous. And my wife made the comment, you know, sometimes when a judge makes a ruling, we're scratching our head and saying, that doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem just. Can I tell you, you never have to scratch your head and say that about God. He's always just. He's always righteous. So we need to spend some time examining his character. And that needs to become part of our daily habit. One of our daily spiritual disciplines but we also need to make sure that we remember his conduct and reflect reflect upon that look at verse three who forgives all thine iniquities again i say amen hallelujah bless the lord he forgives all not just one or two do you ever find yourself asking God's forgiveness and, and coming clean and, and then a couple of days later you find yourself doing the same thing again? And he forgives us again. I love 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, by the way, that means agree with God about it. Don't try to blame somebody else. Don't try to rename it. Don't try to justify it. Agree with God about it. If we confess our sins, he is what? Faithful and just to forgive. I'm glad Brother Tom is not based on my faithfulness. <laughs> it's based on his. He is always faithful to forgive. You know, Satan is the accuser, but we have an advocate seated on the right hand of the Father. Do you realize that Jesus prays? For you. Wow! What an encouraging thought. He prays for us. He advocates on our behalf. He forgives and look at verse, the, the rest of that verse, he who healeth all thy diseases. That healing is sometimes a spiritual healing. It's sometimes an emotional healing. It's sometimes an intellectual healing. The Bible has the power to turn the light on, right? It, it, some of you maybe have been teachers, and you've been trying to get something across, and you've been coming at it from a different direction, and all of a sudden, poof, you see the light come on. Johnny got it. Okay? The Word of God can do that. In our life, Psalm 19 tells us that, 7 to 11. Sometimes that healing is physical. But sometimes God says, no, you need to keep that thorn in the flesh because I'm going to be glorified through it. And then sometimes that healing is ultimate, absent from the body present with the Lord are are, are you ready for your new body yet man alive my wife says she's excited for the trumpet diet she says at the twinkling of an eye she's going to have long legs and be skinny I made the mistake standing in the kitchen the other day. She made that comment, and one of our daughters was there, and I said, honey, I won't recognize you with long legs. (laughs) My daughter said, good save, Dad. (laughs) But we're going to get a glorified body, and these aches and pains, these glasses, these hearing aids, these pacemakers, they're going to be gone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He heals. He redeems, verse 4. That word means to buy back. We just heard a magnificent song about our Savior and His redemption. I'm thankful for that. Jesus paid it all. All to Him I owe. He showers us with loving kindness with mercy. He satisfies and renews. He executes divine justice. He is always, always faithful. Look down at verse 12. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Gone, 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 gone. Yes, my sins are gone. Buried in the deepest sea. Yes, that's good enough for me. Praise God my sins are g-o-n-e gone you know the east and the west never meet what a picture he gives us of god's forgiveness notice thirdly and finally this morning there's an invitation down in verses 20 to 22. bless the lord Ye his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye hosts, ye ministers of his that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord all his works in all places of his doing. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Who is supposed to bless the Lord? All of us. Amen. Can you raise both hands? All of us. Or to praise Him and to bless Him. I was in Psalm 148 this morning for a little time. And the Bible says there that even God's non-human creatures praise Him and bless Him. Yeah? The heavens declare what? The glory of God. The firmament showeth His handiwork. The, the, the creatures, the animals. Bless the Lord. I told you I'd love to sit on my front porch and listen to the birds. And sometimes during my morning man, I'll just pause and say, listen to the birds praising the Lord. My son was joking with me last week. He said, yeah, dad, I watched one of your um, morning manners and you're saying, oh yeah, there's a hummingbird and there's a a bluebird, (laughs) blackbird. They're all praising the Lord. They're lifting their voices to him. And we have a personal intimate relationship with him and sometimes we're slow to bless him and praise him again if we would focus more on our blessings we wouldn't be thinking so much about our problems he says we are to bless him with our attitudes and we're to bless him with our actions Pretty clear instruction that the psalmist gives us. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I will sing, I will sing. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord. The psalmist gives us here that invitation, that explanation, that declaration. It should lead to appreciation and reverence and adoration and submission. When we truly pursue knowing God, it will radically impact all of our lives. It will radically impact how we impact those around us. So what I'd invite you to do we go to god night time and i'm done a little bit early and that gives you a little more time there in your god night time and as dan said you can stay here you can slip outside or under the cover wherever you would like to go but i'd like you to take some time again this morning now that says in 145 it should say 103 i'm sorry i forgot to change that that slide but i think does your outline say it right okay it's on 103 spend some time there again asking the question what can I learn about who God is? But then add this element to, what can I note here about what God does? God is my, or God has done, or God is doing, or God has promised to do. You know, there are some promises in scripture that we ought to, ought to, ought to claim that are appropriate for us. And uh, so spend some time focused there and then proverbs again that should say 28 instead of 27 but uh spend some time i think we have is it till 20 after dan is that correct till 20 after and uh so that gives you about 25 minutes to to spend time in god's word some of you have have asked for my contact information i told you i'd put it on the slide so there it is we'd be glad to uh, be a blessing to you at any time heavenly father thank you for the preciousness of your word and indeed we say bless the lord all my soul all that is within me bless his holy name now in these moments that follow help us to to just truly be fed by the spirit of god from the word of god that'll help us today to lift our voices in praise to you in jesus name we pray amen